Hey everyone, this is Aaron and welcome to the Refuge Podcast. Wherever this message finds you, I hope it blesses you, fills you, and allows you to see and feel God's love and presence in your life. Get out your notebook and let's dive into God's Word together. Okay, so what we're going to talk about tonight is lesson four, Jesus calls his disciples. And, you know, this is in our series, The Life of Jesus, studying in the book of Matthew. Um, And, you know, Jesus calling his disciples, this is so fitting uh, for what we talked about at church or what was kind of talked about at church tonight, Um, kind of in a way that at church, um, we had a guest speaker and what he was talking about was his sermon title was Two Marys, One Thing. And basically, it was uh, going over the life of Mary, Jesus' mom, and Mary Magdalene, um, and how they both had one thing that they were sold out for, being Jesus. Um, and he said something, and this is what this is what how this applies. He said something that um, for all of basically for all of us. Jesus has like Jesus sees our backs more than he sees our fronts because a lot of times we get frustrated and we walk away from him. Um, and what what we should what we should strive for is for him to see our face more than he sees our back because the only thing and the only thing of and kind of what he said was, the point he was getting at was you know we or Mary Magdalene and then us and Mary, Mary, Jesus, mom, like we see Jesus's back because we're following him as he leads us through life. But we also see his front because he's loving us and comforting us. And um, I'm explaining his message horribly, but it just reminded me of following Jesus. And that's what this short little message is about. Um, But Matthew 4, 18 through 22, as Jesus was walking beside the sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother, Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on going on from there, he saw two, two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately left the, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Um, I'm st- I'm still getting over this sinus infection, so if my voice sounds different or if I'm stumbling over my words, I'm just still all stopped up. But um, there's three points I want to cover really quickly with you tonight or today or whenever you're listening to this, and that's um, one, could you imagine the wildness of this encounter? You've got this guy who, you know, you may have heard of this guy preaching, and uh, you know, preaching a message telling you to repent for the kingdom is the kingdom of heaven is near, like we talked about last last week. Um, walking up to you and saying, "Hey, come follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men." Um, and you know, this speaks towards two things. One, Jesus was charismatic and confident. Um, he was able to have people take his word. At, he was have he was able to have, for people to take his word at face value and trust in what he was saying. Um, and also that the people of Israel were hopeless until Jesus came, much like we're hopeless until Jesus comes into our lives. They saw the opportunity for hope and jumped at it. I mean, they, they didn't know what it meant to be a fisher of men, but there was just something about Jesus that allowed them to trust him and give them hope that 
they don't know what's to come, but they know it's good. Um, and then um, Jesus knew he was going to change the lives of the disciples. He knew they would be persecuted, hunt, hunted down, and killed because of his message. But he knew that because of their willingness to sacrifice, that they would that that would lead them to freedom from sin and the ability to live an abundant life for the, for them and the entirety of the world. Um, two, and this is a big point. This is something that's really, like that has just sat with me for months, um, and it, and I wanted to bring you hope because if you're somewhere where you're struggling or you're somewhere where uh, you know, you know that you feel like God's calling you to something, but you just say, man, I'm not good enough for it yet. I don't feel good enough. I don't feel worthy. Um, and the second point is called Simon called Peter. Simon, who was Simon, who Jesus called Peter. Um, and it's, it's something that never really made sense to me until I thought about it like this. Uh, Jesus calling Simon Peter or as we know him, Peter, but his name was Simon. Um, and I heard a sermon on it, and Jesus Jesus wants us as we are. He wants you to come as you are. He wants your Simon to come to him. And he calls you Simon. He loves you as Simon, but he also knows your potential if your life if you live your life in him. He knows who you will be in him. So Simon called Peter because Simon is the flesh and, P- and Peter is the spirit. Just, just like Saul and Paul, Saul became Paul. Saul was the flesh and Paul was the spirit. Um, Simon was a fisherman. Peter was a fisherman and the rock that Jesus built the church on. And on the other side of that same coin, Jesus makes all things new. Like I just said, Simon to Peter, Saul to Paul. He takes the willing flesh and through the Holy Spirit changes lives forever. And point number three, um, the disciples abandoned everything to follow Jesus. Jesus later tells the rich man to sell everything, give to the poor, abandon his former life, and then follow Jesus. Jesus asked for a lot from Jesus asked a lot for us. Sorry, I'm getting stumbled over my words. Um, Jesus asked for a lot from us. But he gives us a lot in return. He gives us life. He gives us hope. He gives us um, peace, comfort, um, eternal life in him, um, being made new in the Father. Um, it just When we say yes to Jesus, we are saying yes to surrendering ourselves, abandoning our lives, and following Jesus wholeheartedly like the disciples did. They had such a great impact on humanity, the impact that I want to be able to have, the impact that I hope you want to be able to have, um, because they were completely sold out. Um, and that's, and you know, I think that's one of the biggest differences that we have in today's society is, you know, when we say we're sold out, are we actually sold out? Are we actually sold out like the disciples were sold out? Or are we sold out in what's convenient for us? Um, because being sold out, like the disciples were sold out, like Peter sold out, like, you know, leaving your former life behind completely dropping everything to further the gospel and to follow Jesus. Or are we sold out for what's convenient for us, for what's 
oh, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that because it's convenient. Um, I can't do that because it's inconvenient. Um, so I want to challenge you, be sold out even when it's inconvenient. Follow Christ even when it's inconvenient. Because it was inconvenient to go to the cross, but he still did it. Um, again, I want to apologize. I've been under the weather for the past couple of Bible studies, and um, I feel like it's affected the quality a little bit. Um, but you guys have a blessed day, a blessed night, uh, wh- whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm praying for you. Um, and, yeah, I'll see you guys next time.